This episode is brought to you by my flagship dating course, Dating in the Wild, The Adult Man Method. Are you sick and tired of a lackluster dating life? Gentlemen, if you know anything about my personal story, you know that I used to suck at dating. I could barely get a text back from a woman, much less a date. I was lonely, depressed, anxious, and felt like my dating life was truly a hopeless endeavor. But I didn't give up, and eventually it all changed. I got to work and figured out how to transform myself from being a total dating zero to an absolute dating hero and succeeded in creating the dating life of my dreams. And in this dating course, you can learn the exact skills, strategies, techniques, and thought processes that I learned over two and a half years of studying, trial, error, blood, sweat, tears, testing, and lots of hard work. The secret is to learn what women evolved to look for in a mate, and then to develop yourself into the truly masculine, attractive, high-value man who taps directly into the instincts that guide the ever-mysterious female mate selection process. Not only will this course teach you how to transform your dating life, it'll also empower you to become a better, more successful man in the process. So click on the link in the description, grab the course, and get ready to change your dating life forever. All right, I believe that we are live. We're recording at least. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Scavis podcast. Oh, we've got Colden coming in. Hey, Holden, how's it going? Oh, I can't hear you. Shit. There you are. You got me? Gotcha. How's right. it going? It's going. How about you? Pretty good. Hey, you remember this episode is recorded. Um, so just, you know, it just are you are you cool with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I mean, all right. I have the best setup for that, but it's all good, man. It's just chill. Um, you know, we're just recording it to to capture the conversation and uh and uh create content. All right, so Anyway, My sideways for, when I do that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're right side up. It. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to get back to the intro, just for the recording, um, welcome back to the Joshua Segevis podcast. This is the podcast show where you learn how to be truly alpha, succeed at dating, relationships, business, fitness, and everything else that matters. I'm joined by my friend Holden. He is a member of the community, and we are holding a Friday evening masterclass right now on the topic of push the push-pull method. And does it work? We're going to be talking about dating. I'm going to bounce these ideas off Holden, see what he thinks of them. Now you're sideways. <laughs> I don't oh, know why. shit. <laughs> it's fine. But anyway, yeah, so we're just going to break it down. We're going to, I'm going to go through this uh, push-pull stuff, and we're just going to talk about it. Holden's going to tell me what he thinks. We're going to, we're just going to chill out. Um, Holden, do you know anything about the push-pull method? I've heard of it, and I've definitely tried it before. Did you have a good experience with it? Uh, did I have a good experience with it? The push pull. Yeah, but only for immature girls. Like that, I think that shit worked like in high school, but I haven't done that in years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, that's funny that you say that because that's a point in the in the um. That's kind of a point we're going to talk about. It's 
like uh like if you're not careful high value women will not take you seriously if you if you push pull with the with the wrong techniques you can kind of sabotage your own you can sabotage your own success that way but anyway so we're gonna we're gonna dive into it and we're gonna talk about it so um i'm just gonna start off i have like an outline here and it's not super refined i'm just gonna go through it and talk about this stuff um and i'm gonna just kind of start it off by saying that when i so my first exposure to like learning how to date and um you know learning how to succeed with women came from reading the book the noble art of seducing women by kezia noble holden have you read that book i think we've talked about that i have not yeah i think i think that's what it's called the noble art of yeah the noble art of seducing women by kezia. have you read this book oh the, the game. game no actually i haven't <laughs> got it right there so it, that probably talks more about the push-pull method than kezia noble does yeah i, I read it for entertainment i don't take it seriously there are some people who say that the game uh, as a like as a manual for talking to women is a bit dated now like because it was written you know what's it been like 20 years ago now i think it is it doesn't even take into account twitter and instagram and all that shit yeah it was before <laughs> it was before all that back when men were just talking on the on the internet forums about women trying to figure out how to <clears throat> how to figure them out um True. yeah yeah okay so but like you know, this was my first exposure to kind of like trying to figure out how to succeed with women. And I did delve into the pickup artist kind of thing for a while. Like I really got into that mostly just Kezia Noble, but there were a few other people I, um, I kind of listened to and I read as I was digging into that, but mostly I listened to her podcast and watched her YouTube and read her book and, uh, and it was pretty useful. I, to this day, I think that's a good book, The Noble Art of Seducing Women. I think that she talks she talks a lot about what she calls the stage, which is kind of like what I'm talking about when I talk about masculine frame a little bit. Like it's it's kind of it's it's interestingly similar. But anyway, uh, this is where I first came into like basically first came into contact with the idea of push-pull and just very basically the idea of push-pull is that you when you meet a girl you sort of oscillate between negging her which is giving her negative comments you know maybe small insults small derogatory kind of comments kind of to take her down take her ego down a notch take her confidence mm. down a notch and and mm. then and then you kind of set it up to where uh you then kind of give her positive compliments to reel her back in. And the idea is kind of supposed to create this emotional impact. And it also is kind of supposed to get her to qual to qualify herself to you, which mm. is actually not an altogether ineffective strategy. But I do believe that the way it's usually portrayed in pickup artistry isn't as effective as it can be. And so one of the things I'm going to talk about in this uh, in this episode and in this masterclass is kind of my own technique, um, which is a little bit different than push push pull. I wouldn't actually call it that. What do you think, Holden? What do you do? You have anything to add to that? Sometimes it definitely feels like you got to neg a girl a little bit because a lot of these girls, uh, as soon as they meet you and lay eyes on you, you can just tell they have this instant. In my experience, instant like uh, air of I'm better than you, and and how are you going to impress me, Mister Man? And uh, 
which is the wrong kind of uh, way you want them to be thinking because it's bullshit. Like we're, we're both humans. There's nothing about her that's that's inherently more valuable to me than I guess you can make the argument for like, you know, she has a limited number of eggs or I have infinite sperm or whatever the fuck the evolutionary argument I'm talking about on a human level here. Yeah. You know, like she's going to get thrown in the same hole, hole that I am when I die, whatever. So definitely, uh, I definitely have neg girls before and uh, I definitely see how like, they're kind of like shocked and thrown off and then they just take notice of it. But um I really only implement that when um, when I don't I don't want to do it because I it's fake you know it's like you know but if a girl is giving me a little sassy lip I'll uh, I'll neg like I'll tell you a short story uh, three weeks ago I uh, went out with a girl for the first time in like many years and. Um, she was like, my shoe's untied. Tie my shoe. And I was like, uh, no, tie your own shoe. Like, that was her little shit test, and that was my little neck back. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to tie your fucking shoe. And, uh, yeah, so that's just a small example. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like you got to do it, unfortunately, because these girls, they, they have no respect. You got to teach them. <laughs> you got to be <laughs> that daddy. Sometimes you got to be their daddy, man. It's, it's true. It's a brutal, it's a brutal landscape out there. And the, it it's a competitive environment out there. Also, you're so what age range are you typically dating in? Like what, how old are the girls? Not typically dating. I haven't like before that three weeks ago, it, it was probably like four years before I even had a contact with another girl. Oh, okay. um, so, so like how old was this girl that you went out with? Uh, she was my age. I, and the only reason she agreed to go out was because we swiped on Tinder and I already had an in. I had an edge and a flank because she knew me from high school. So that was my in. Otherwise, okay. she probably never would have agreed. Was it a good day? Did you, have, did you guys have a good time? It, it was OK. But when I showed up, she was basically already drunk. She had all her friend group. Her friend group wasn't very nice to me. And I had to pretend to like them, of course, because, uh, you know, they all got her back because girl power. Uh -oh. and um uh, and uh the group but, of girls the group yeah of girls. so but i made them like me enough like they, they left me alone um but since then it, it was a good day but since then she has ghosted me and i it's it so uh that happens that happens so yeah um you know you said something that made me you said something that made me think of something I was going to, I was going to bring something up and then I forgot about it. Cause I started listening to your story. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it was kind of important. I'm trying to remember what it was. So we were talking that about take as long to remember it. We were talking about you. There was, it was about the tying the shoe. Oh, value test. Um, shit tests, value tests. Um, yeah. one interesting thing is that I've learned is that a woman, a woman doesn't really shit test a man. And I call them value tests. I think it's a little more accurate. But a woman uh, doesn't tend to value test a man unless she, unless she's somewhat interested. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's usually true. A thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they won't go to the trouble with a guy they have no interest in. Exactly. So, so a lot of times when guys say, "Oh, she was just testing me," I'm like, "That's a good sign. Just keep it up. It is stay, a good sign. stay in that masculine frame. Stay yeah. in that masculine frame, and don't don't let these girls push you around out there." <laughs> especially the young ones okay so this is another thing holding and we're getting off topic now but this is very interesting to talk about so age does make a difference with women right so like women in my age group like we're you know in our 30s 
So it's like, we've already, man, we've been through the meat grinder. It's like, if you're, mm. if you're on the dating marketplace in your thirties, it's like, well, we all know a few things have gone wrong for all of us. Right. So it's like, um, and it, and I would imagine that that's even more so probably in forties, you know, I'm not 40 yet. I'm creeping up on there, but so, but in your age range, which is like what, like mid, mid twenties, early twenties, is that mid, mid to early twenties? Yeah. Yeah. So in this, so the, everyone is like, everyone is like fresh, their teeth are freshly sharpened. They're out here ready to, they're out here ready for, you know, they're out here ready to hunt, hunt real game. Like they're out here, like, um, ready to take on the world. So I feel like that energy is a little bit different. I feel like there's a little bit less understanding, a little more brutality, a little more conflict. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so I get the sense of what do you think? Do you think that, <laughs> do you think that's probably true? Uh, as far as to them, like, in, like they're naive, they're uh, ready to face the world. Is oh, well, yeah, saying? that too. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that all like 20 year olds are naive, but I feel like, I feel like there's a, a general overall like ambition about dating when you're in your twenties. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's uh, I think the problem is we see each other as like objects now. Uh, and everyone, you know, I think obviously, obviously it's because of social media and then everyone's looking for like their perfect little uh, slot holder boyfriend or girlfriend to fill to make their life extra perfect like they're not actually looking for a relationship for someone to like you know love and appreciate and be by them and respect them and all that all that shit that actually matters they don't seem to be uh interested in that at all people are looking for like you know girls <laughs> a lot of girls will be like i want a boyfriend i can uh, do tiktoks with like no you want a pet you want a pet that you can train to uh do what you want to make your life look better <laughs> yeah that's i that's want, I I want a boyfriend it. to do tiktoks with that's right i'm like oof yeah it, it wouldn't be me <laughs> no and i've been creating a lot me. of content but i don't know about that tiktok life i don't even have tiktok yeah i uh, no, don't have it <laughs> but anyway all right all right so anyway back to this push pull okay I'm going to talk for a minute about this concept behind the push pull. Okay. And we've already kind of talked about this, but now, interestingly, there is some pretty solid science behind this. So here, and here's the thing, and there are people who disagree with me about this a little bit, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty darn sure that this is the truth. This has been, this has been proven true in my life and in all the things I've studied and everything I've looked at women for the most part. So first of all, we know that women on the dating marketplace are trying to get the best deal they can get. They want to get the best guy they can get. And this plays into attraction. And this plays into the, the attraction metrics they're looking for, which actually is not a bad thing to, to bring up. Um, so what are women looking for? Let me bring up my list here. Make sure I don't forget. I call these the primary sexual value metrics or the masculine sexual value metrics, wealth, status, power, tribal connections, leadership ability, and an athletic body. That's basically, you can break those down more, but that's basically what they're looking for. So they're wanting to get the best deal they can get. Now, uh, with that being said, it's also true that women are hypergamous by nature. Okay. Do you know, do you know about that term holding hypergamous? Oh, yeah. 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 So hypergamy basically means, and what we're talking about really is, um, I call it value hypergamy, but it's, it could be described as economic hypergamy. So basically they want a man 
they want a man who's better than them. They want to date up. Um, so, and, and I always say this women for the most part, they're looking for a man, at least one rank above them in attraction levels. So that's basically what we're looking for. Okay. So that that's what they want because it's like, why? And this is a very good question. And the reason for why is because women are born into sexual abundance by virtue of having the value of like reproductive faculties contained within their body and they assume the risk for it. So by nature, they want something equal to trade. So it's like, well, if I'm going to be taking the risk of bearing children, and this is instinctual, uh, women aren't usually consciously thinking like this is all instinctual. Uh, They think if I'm going to be taking on the risk of, you know, getting pregnant, being vulnerable for nine months while I carry this baby, you know, all the dangers that come with childbirth, then I better be getting something of equal or greater value in return. So a guy who's yeah, yeah. So a guy who's, it's, it's fair in the sense that it does create balance, you know, in the, in the natural order. So she wants a guy who's at least one rank above her in value. So, and interestingly, this kind of leads into when, whenever we talk about online dating, um, I always tell men, if you want to find out what level your attraction is on your online dating profile, swipe right on every girl you come across for days and days and days, see how many you match with, average out the most attractive top percentile of those women. Like you take like the average top 30% and average them all around, all average them all across add one level and that's what your level is. So it's like, if you think to yourself, well, it seems like I mostly just match with uh, fours when I'm on a dating app, it means you're a five. I mostly match Ooh. sevens, means you're an eight. Um, now that's just matching. That doesn't necessarily translate to dates all the time. That's, that is a different conversion rate. But in my experience, that's a pretty good, that gives you a pretty good read on what women are perceiving your value as being based on just your profile and the swipeability of your profile. Uh, but anyway, so with all that being said, uh, th- so with the push-pull method, the idea is, say, why do we want to neg women, right? What's the, what's the concept? Well, the idea is if you, there's two reasons. One, if you neg a woman, and this is in theory, you neg her, you bring her down a notch, bring her confidence down a notch. Uh, this projects a bit of confidence. This makes you seem confident and maybe you are confident and she's going to perceive you as being more confident. And then when she kind of questions her own value in the exchange, this is going to set up the interaction so that you do seem to be that higher value option. And then thus more like the kind of guy she would want to get with rather than some guy who puts her on a pedestal, which is like what you don't want to do. Put a woman on a pedestal, you know, um, give her all kinds of compliments, shower her with, you know, shower her with like all these compliments. She's very quickly going to lose interest because she's like, well, why would he be saying this to me? Like if, if he's worshiping the ground I walk on, he must not be as good as me. Otherwise, if he was, if he was one level above me, he'd have a bunch of women like me vying for his attention. And then he wouldn't have to put me on a pedestal. This is, uh, this is again, the subconscious thing. 
women also do this. They use each other as a vetting tool. So if a woman sees mm. a guy and he's like alone, it's like, okay, whatever. But if there's mm. like five girls competing for his attention, it's like, oh, this gets her attention. It's like, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, you would think that, oh, girls wouldn't want a guy who's surrounded by women because that would make her jealous, but that's actually not true women use other women as a vetting tool. So it's like, if all these other women are interested in him, then I should probably be interested too, because there's something mm. there. Uh, women also use other men as a vetting tool. Uh, the men that all the other men look up to, uh, they also look like that's a status thing. Anyway, mm. so so the push pull and the neg, the idea is that you knock her down a couple of pegs and then you establish yourself as a higher value option in her mind and in, in the frame of the interaction. Um, another thing that it does is that it, the idea, and this is actually a pretty solid idea as well, is that it, it causes her to want to, in theory, qualify herself to you, which is also actually a pretty good thing because a woman would never feel like she has to qualify herself to a man who wasn't higher value than her, who she wasn't seriously interested in. She wouldn't care what he thinks. So if you can, the idea is if you can get a girl to care about what you think and to kind of qualify herself and defend the nag, blah, 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 then you're setting up the interaction for a more appropriate value uh, comparison that will favor success with that woman. And this is the idea. And then, then you throw her into a little bit of emotional instability, hence creating emotional impact, which is good. Emotional impact is a necessary precursor to attraction. And then you reel her back in with a little compliment or something. It's like, mm. and then she's like, oh, this feels so good. I'm getting validated now by the sky. Then you neg her again and you pull her back in. Mm. And thus, here we go. So this is the yeah. Now that's the concept. Okay. Um, Holden, what do you think? Do you think I'm leaving anything out or is that pretty much? No, that's an ancient technique used by the masters of the 2000s era, even the 90s era. You know, that's a, it's a classic for sure. I even think that it's so, it's so implemented at this point that it's almost become a part of the culture. And now girls are almost aware of it. I've heard girls say, oh, is, is that negging? Are you negging me now? And I was like, damn, how do you know what that is? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's damn. true, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you definitely got to be uh, use it sparingly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're the, you're the teacher here, but uh, well, that's what I think. Well, we're having, yeah, no, that's good. I like to hear what you think. We're having a conversation, you know. Um, now, it, it is true, and this is this is what I hear as being the primary criticism of the game, actually, ironically, is that it has been around for a while and women have caught on to the tricks. <laughs> and also yeah, with them. It's just not the, working on them. <laughs> Yeah, it so it's a little bit dated, and also um, there's there's reason to believe that women are in a slightly different place than they were 20 years ago. Like with with women's empowerment and like feminism, women do have I think slightly different like values and ideals than they did back then, and so I think it is a little bit different as well. I think that that has played a role, but like okay, so women are very smart these days and very keen. Like uh, they can smell a loser, they can smell a faker on you so fast and it only takes one little crack in the armor and you're done yeah that's, that's true it. that's true yeah. i often I, I often say women smell weakness like a shark smells blood in the water they're Absolutely. they're literally evolutionarily <laughs> trained millions of years of adaptation to pick up on it because their lives yeah. depend on it so like uh, okay so now with that being said now i'm going to launch into kind of my criticism of the traditional push pull and what i've used instead in my life which i think gets great results uh, so 
as a man, you do want to get women to qualify themselves too. This is actually a good move because if a woman, if you're not set up in a certain position to where a woman will feel like she needs to qualify herself to you, you're not going to be successful in the exchange. So it's like, this is a good thing. Um, it's, it's how we go about it that matters. Now, first of all, I have to always say that my, my whole thing with dating and, and game and, you know, succeeding at these things is by organically leveling up our attraction as a day on a daily basis as a precursor to succeeding with women. So in other words, mind and mind in our business, getting our money, pursuing our purpose, leveling up mind, body, spirit, shirking the victim mentality, embracing the alpha mentality and becoming 1% better, you know, every single day. Uh, this is the baseline of the work. So really, and I always say this, when we get in front of a woman we're interested in, either we've already done enough work or we haven't to qualify as attractive on her radar. I don't believe, and Holden, you can tell me what you think about this. This, this flies in the face of traditional pickup artistry. Um, but I really believe that by the time you're in front of a woman, you either are attractive enough to get her attention or you're not going to be attractive enough. You can't really talk her into liking you. This is my belief. Um, what do you I think? 100% agree. You can't talk a woman into liking you. She either likes you or you doesn't or doesn't. And like they say, uh, attractions, uh, not a choice. Absolutely. I believe that. And I also, so now with that being said, there's some fine, there's some fine tooth stuff in there. Um, that's actually a pretty, like a lot of people, a lot of people don't like that, that viewpoint. I think there are a lot of people who would disagree with me about that, but I just really believe it's true. Um, when we are going to the gym, when we're getting our money, when we're getting dressed for the day, you know, when we're working on our mentality, this is us working on ourselves to improve our attraction. And once again, we got to go back to those attraction metrics, wealth, status, power, tribal connections, leadership ability, and an athletic body. Uh, and then we, we go out into the dating marketplace and our value is at a certain place. Women are going to be interested or they're not. There's going to be a certain number who are based on your attraction level. And the more work you've done on yourself, the higher that number is going to be, the higher the percentage of women. Um, I can tell. Now, one thing I will say, and this is kind of for like, for the men out there who may think to themselves, well, I guess I'm screwed. I'm not very attractive at all. Well, hold on a minute. Like, <laughs> so the bar isn't always super high. Like, you know, three years ago, four years ago, I was just barely starting to work on my value metrics. I was overweight. I was not in good shape. I was, I had no idea what was going on. I had no money and I was succeeding very well with pretty attractive women. Uh, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So it's like, um, and then I just got better with time. And I noticed now it's a whole different game. My value metrics are all much higher now. So I could, I can hold the attention of women who are much more attractive than I used to be able to. But there is like, I don't like it when guys give up without at least trying because it's like, well, you may not be able to go for the women who are like tens or whatever. Like you can try, you may or may not succeed. Um, sometimes you'd be surprised some because you just might, for some reason fit into a niche that they're interested in, but uh, you don't have to be perfect to, to win with women. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and the fact that I'm successful with women today is still proof of that. Cause God knows I'm not perfect in any way. 
so anyway, with all that being said, um, let's see, where was I? We were talking about value metrics. You want to get women to qualify themselves to you. Okay. Now here's where we run into the, my kind of criticisms of push pull. And when we talk about negging, I'm not a big fan of creating negative emotional impact as a means to facilitate attraction. I'm all about positive emotional impact. With that being said, I do think there's a place for teasing, giving a woman a hard time, kind of making fun of her a little bit. But my, and, and I think that some, like the older style of pickup artistry probably disagrees with this, but there are probably guys practicing it now who would agree with me. I, I imagine so. Um, in saying that like going actually to the point where you're negging and there's like negative compliments or like you're actually insulting a woman or like putting her down in a kind of a serious way is, is going to be counterproductive in the long run. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you can create emotional impact with negative emotion. However, in my experience, I've always found that while that might get you a little bit of initial interest, and it might even lead to a hookup, the odds of it leading to a situation where you have women trying to stay with you for the long term, once, once you connect like that, like once you're intimate, um, I noticed that when I started trying to use positive emotional impact versus negative, overwhelmingly so, once I had a date with a woman once we were intimate. Her desire to try to stay in my frame was so much higher than whenever I used to try to use negative emotional impact. So that's my one thing with, with the push pull is you still want to tease. You still want to give them a hard time. You want to poke a little fun, but I always characterize it like this. I picture myself as being a giant, like a, huge, strong, powerful giant. And like, I'm playing with a little kitten and this is like an emotional game. Right. So it's like, I, I want to play with this kitten. Why? Uh, because I was on an adventure. I'm a man pursuing my purpose. I'm a man making my own money. I'm out here pursuing my mission in life. Uh, women are not my mission. My mission is my mission, but I'm interested in women, right? Cause I'm a man and men are interested in women if, if they are. And so sometimes I'll get distracted a little bit by a, a pretty woman and I want to interact with her. But when I do, I never in my mind think to myself, oh, I have to like put her on a pedestal or worship her or make her think I'm awesome. I'm, I'm a fucking giant of a man. Like I'm a, I'm a powerful uh, mission oriented alpha mentality man. And there's nothing a woman that could ever say or do to, in, to hurt me. But the opposite isn't always true. So I think of her as a little kitten and I just kind of play with her and, you know, you play with a kitten, you push it around a little bit, you poke it a little bit, you mm. know, you, and, and so it's like, it's all in fun. It's supposed to be for fun and a little bit of banter and play, but it's never intended to hurt anyone or to hurt feelings in this case. Right. Um, so that's kind of my, the way that I have characterized mm. it in my mind. Holden, what do you think about that? If I bounce you know, it off you. What you're saying is reminded me of a, a quote that stick that sticks with me today comedian named Sam Hot. I mentioned him last time we were talking, but he mm -hmm. said, uh, he gives life, life advice sometimes. And he said, it is your, uh, it is your job as a man to be gentle with women where if the roles were reversed, if the shoe were on the other foot, she 
probably wouldn't do the same for you. Like, um, that is something, uh, that is a part of being a man. We are, we are, uh, women are extremely sensitive, even though, uh, I think they're better at hiding it. They're fragile creatures. They really are. And you could really uh, hurt them pretty bad just with your words. So, uh, you do kind of have to, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And another thing. So now whenever we talk about this, there's nothing, and I'm going to go off on a small tangent just because this is so, this is such a good tangent. A lot of people will then say, what are you trying to say? Women aren't strong, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, absolutely not. That's not the issue. The issue is, yeah, (laughs) let's look at the evolutionary paradigm, the masculine feminine paradigm, right? So the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole dichotomy is that men and women come to the table to balance out humanity, right? We have different strengths. We have different ways that, and, and because we're so different, there's a lot of conflict, but when it works well, there's a lot of cooperation, right? And so this is good. This is good for humans. As a man, my life is so much more on balance when I'm having great interactions with great women. You know, they are like my girlfriend, for example, she's so much better at some things than I will ever be like, and I'm not trying to stereotype. I'm talking about like me and her as a man and woman, just personally, one time she was over and she was clean. She was like cleaning my house while I was working. And I came into the kitchen and like, you know, when I clean my kitchen, it's clean whatever it's clean but when she cleans it it's just a whole different level of clean and (laughs) i'm like and i'm like i don't even know what you did different it just seems so much cleaner and then she's like it's because i'm a woman and i'm better at it than you is what she said and it's like well okay you're probably right and then the but then you know then in other ways uh you know there are things that i can do for her like for example she had to hook a trailer to her to her car and she called me it was like will you come help me with this i don't really like I, I could i could use some help with this like i've hooked trailers up before but you know uh i'm a little nervous i'm gonna do it wrong and so i went and helped her and it was like good and you know to me it's like whatever it doesn't seem very difficult that's probably what she thought about my kitchen it doesn't seem very difficult but in our relationship, we bring different strengths to the table and I respect those things in her and I admire them and I like love them about her. And I hope the same is true in, in, you know, my direction, I assume it is, uh, but like, uh, it is a balance and we can't forget that the evolutionary, there are things men and women trade evolutionarily. Women come into the marketplace with this valuable resource, the ability to create children. Okay. Well, I have sperm. Well, that's different. Sperm's cheap and easy to procure for women. So that's not of equal value, right? So what does what do men do? And there's a lot of evidence to show that men literally actually evolved in response to female mating behavior because they need women in order to propagate their genetic line, right? This this matters to us as men. We want to we want to create offspring and leave a legacy, genetic legacy. Uh, And this seems to be, even though this isn't something that we care about every day consciously, this seems to have been a driving force in evolution, you know, as far as like men, because men then adapted to what I call 
um, generate resources and solve problems to provide safety and security for women. So it's almost like you could almost say women have this amazing power to create life. However, while they're doing it, they're very vulnerable. It's a, it exacts a high metabolic toll. It leaves her vulnerable to danger. She can't run as fast. Uh, when she's giving birth, she could die. You know, if predators were to attack her while she's giving birth, she's pretty much a goner. So is her baby. You know, this isn't good. This is very unsafe. So men are big and strong. They can club the lion when it tries to eat her, right? While she's giving birth, while she, he can go out and hunt deer and feed it to her while she's having to take in more calories and her body is taxed by the pregnancy. And there's just this balance, this natural balance. I do think it's a huge shame that people try to eliminate the differences between men and women. We see this like blending of gender roles today that I, I can understand on an individual level, but as a society, I think we have to, men should take pride in their role as men and women should take pride in their roles as women. And they should celebrate the differences because I think the differences are amazing. What do you think about that, Holden? It's a little bit I of controversy agree. here on the podcast. <laughs> no, fuck it's that. a little controversial. You know, the only reason it's controversial is because we never, uh, <clears throat> we never shut these idiots up when they started shouting like a decade ago, however long it was like, we've always, we all know this deep down, I think. And I think, uh, we should just start uh, acting like uh, they're crazy again, which they are, and uh, start living in reality, which is men and women are absolutely different on many, many levels. So, uh, and it's obvious. So, yeah. And I, and I love women. And I always say, I always say like one of my, one of my favorite things about life is, is women like, like beautiful high value women are like the spice of life. This coming from me, who's a man, you know, and, uh, with all that being said now, okay, so we've done a little bit of talking about the trade, the trading that happens between the masculine and the feminine. Okay. And then, and then we were talking about negging and then we're talking about needing to be gentle with women. I'm trying to retrace my steps and get back on point here. Um, instead of push, pull, deploy, light teasing and funny, friendly banter, I've kind of talked about that. Oh, okay. Here's another thing. Um, so, so basically for me in my life, the way I've used push, pull, and it's been very effective is like this. And, and I'm, and this is not a secret. I talk about this all the time. I believe it's in a man, man's best interest. And for me, this has been extremely successful. When I go on a date with a woman, immediately I go into engagement mode, you know, introduce myself, ask her questions about herself. You know, we start to get to know each other. This takes it into the connection phase. Okay, so we're connecting, whatever. Now, at this point, I'm still kind of getting to know her. We're just connecting. However, it won't be very long, five minutes in, something like that. And I'm going to take it to the flirting and or escalation phase of the, of the interaction. Now, this is where it... This is where you leave the friendly connecting conversation and you start to venture into sexual escalation and you start to apply sexual tension to it. And this is very important. A lot of men are afraid to make this transition because they're afraid of the rejection or they're afraid of being weird or perverted. However, when I learned in my dating interactions to go ahead and just really lay into the flirting and escalation phase and to not be afraid of it, my closing rate and my success rate with women just really increased by a huge dramatic margin. Um, now, sometimes 
it didn't work out. Sometimes she wasn't down with it. She wasn't into me, you know, and so it was what it was. But uh, I always noticed that I always noticed that when I didn't escalate and apply sexual tension to it, it would almost always relegate to like friend zone territory, almost always. And it was almost like, in fact, I almost, there's like an equation that I'm pretty sure is accurate. At least for me is there's a 20 minute timer. 20 minutes seems to be a magic number. Sometimes it's a little more, the more attractive you are, the more time you have. That's my that's my theory on it. But for me, <laughs> for me, it seemed to be like a 20 minute timer. If I didn't gotcha. sufficiently escalate within 20 minutes, every minute I waited past 20 minutes to escalate was 1% decrease in the odds that I was going to succeed with this woman. In other words, like, you know, achieve like a close, have her over to my place, you know, whatever it is. Uh, so mm. So that was what it seemed like to me. Now, with that being said, here's where I would go into push pull. I would be talking to women and we would be talking and I would start teasing them a little bit, you know, like giving them a hard time. Maybe she's telling me about her job and I poke a little bit of fun, um, always in the spirit of like us kind of laughing and her being like, what, what the hell? Like, you know, like just giving her a little hard time. And then of course, as a man, it's really important that we we have to maintain our masculine frame. So I'm, I'm not here trying to qualify myself to her. I'm here just on my adventure, doing my own thing. I'm a high value man. She either wants me or she doesn't, whatever. I'm in abundance. If she doesn't like me, whatever. There's other women who do. Not a big deal. So like, then I tease her a little bit and, you know, give her a little hard time. And this is fun. And one thing that this does is it takes it out of the connection territory, which can get very stale and boring. And we do not want to be boring. Women do not like boring. There's yeah. a quote. There's a quote one time that said, uh, you can be many things and succeed with women, but boring isn't one of them. I forget who Ooh. said it, but hundred percent true. hundred percent true. Uh, so for me, this, this was my, and then I would always work toward physical escalation within 10, 15 minutes, very light, innocuous touching. Uh, you don't want to like be aggressive touching, but little things like, you know, touching her hand on the table or, you know, like, oh, what color are your eyes? You kind of brush her hair out of her eyes, you know, these little innocuous touches. And then you pay attention. If she doesn't seem to like it and she kind of recoils a little bit, then it's like, okay, I see she's not down with this or, or sometimes, which is even more confusing. That's actually a little bit of a test. I've had women test me like that. Like they challenge you, like, why are you touching me? And it's playful, but if you're not really confident, it can seem like a rejection, Mm -hmm. but, but then it's like, when you're, when you're not, trying to like please her when you're just existing in your masculine frame you can pick up on this it's like oh I. what do you say what do you say when she's like why are you touching me so you honest with her she's like i want to touch you so i haven't actually had a woman use that line with me like that's just kind of the example i'm using but let's just let's pretend that woman did use that line what would i say um if she said why are you touching me i would say well, we're on a date. I'm kind of interested in you, I think. And then I would just, you know, I would kind of leave it at that. And then I would see how she responded to it. That's how I would respond to it. Mm. And it would be like a fun thing, like a funny, like kind of a joking thing, but also kind of kicking the ball back into her court. Right. Um, that's, that's how I would handle it. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but anyway, so I've never actually had a woman say that. Actually, 95% of the time, by the time I was escalating like with a woman, I already could tell she was into it. Generally, you can tell if you kind of pick up while you're just talking, getting to know each other, you can kind of tell if she's not into it. And then you just like, oh, okay, yeah. I kind of see, I kind of see, oh, you yeah. know, this is, just, and then you just don't really, you don't escalate. I don't, if I don't think she's into it, I don't escalate. That's kind of how I roll with mm. it. But, um, okay. So you don't want to be boring. So you're joking, teasing these things, but also complimenting. This is another thing. I, this is kind of funny. I, I don't usually say this in the podcast, like live, like as far as my experience, but my rule with compliments with a woman is I don't just dole them out willy nilly. Like I'll, I'll find ways to compliment her that are not pedestalizing her because in my mind, I'm a high value man. I'm out here doing my thing. Um, I have a lot to offer. She kind of has to earn direct compliments from me. Like she kind of has to earn them. This is my, this is part of the way that I establish my masculine frame and value in the conversation. So like if she, so what I will do is I'll make a comment. Like if she has earrings that I like or something, I'll be like, wow, those are, those are cool earrings. Let me see. Maybe I kind of take her chin in my hand and I look at her earrings. So we have a little bit of innocuous touch, very, you know, very non, um, non, what do you call it? You know, very light. She could easily you know, just, she could broadcast. She's not into it. That's what you want. You want to give her the option to kind of show you she's not into it without it being weird. Uh, but maybe she's into it and she leans in and shows you her earrings. So you're kind of complimenting the earrings, but you're not like giving her just like ridiculous pedestalizing compliments. Like, Oh, you're so beautiful. You're like a goddess. You know, it's like that, that comment, uh, um, except for in yeah, very specific don't call context. girls a goddess i'll yeah. tell you that's <laughs> so, my free one right there for those watching you don't have to yeah. pay me <laughs> yeah 100 percent. anyway so for me when i that's my take on the push pull is that is that i'm kind of just going to tease make it funny light challenge her a little bit that's the other thing is challenging a woman's ideas because women like to be intellectually stimulated so if a woman says something i love it when women say something to me that's a smart one yeah. When they say something that's almost a little bit like it could be, um, what's the word? It could be controversial. I'll say something like, oh, controversy. So you're one of those people who believes. And then sometimes I'll say something kind of ridiculous, like take it to an extreme. So for example, she might be like, um, oh, I'm not looking forward to mm. setting up the Christmas tree this year. And I'll be like, Oh, so you're one of those anti-Christmas people. You hate Christmas, don't you? Like, and that's not what she said, but I'm taking it to an extreme to give her a hard time and also kind of to push her into the territory of now she has to explain to me that she doesn't hate Christmas, which is qualifying, right? So it's just like, it's like that's great. No, I love the word controversy though. Cause uh, if you say something uh, that would be considered controversial these days, in her head, she might be thinking, this guy's this, and she might have a way more negative term. And you could just be like, no, it's just controversy, which it is really it's just controversy. It's not, yeah. I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> controversy. And it's also to say, oh, controversial. You're not calling her a bad person. You're just saying, oh, that's very controversial. It's a challenge. Right, right. It is a challenge. And I think that's great. I think challenging women is a great thing. I think it's great because you get to know her, you see how she responds to it. And it's intellectually stimulating. 
And this is a good thing, I think. Okay, so anyway, boom. That kind of summarizes my, my um, in my experience, how I've kind of used my version of push-pull to, 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 I mean, to, to good effect in the sense that I've had, I mean, I have a really great time. I don't, like, I, I don't struggle with women. So um, are there guys who do it better than me? Probably. I'm, but I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with the results I get. Uh, and, and I think that, I think that I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident in those, in those um, conclusions. Um, anyway, so boom, putting a period on the end of that. What do you think, Holden? I, I thought it was great. I agree pretty much with everything you said. No, 100%. And also uh, after this, can I ask you a few questions if you turn the camera off? Yeah, no problem. And yeah, and that's pretty much where we're going to leave it. Um, let's see, final thoughts. I have a couple thoughts written down here. And I'm going to read this because I wrote this earlier just to finish this topic. Um, let's see. I'm some, I've said most of this already. Um, you know, just going back to the, going back to what we kind of started talking about is, you know, it really, when we're talking about succeeding with women, yeah, you know, things like push pull. Okay. Yeah. This is a dating technique. This is useful to learn, uh, learning. I talk about the five overarching dating skills all the time, you know, um, approach, engagement, connection, escalation, closing. These are kind of the five basic steps. This is not new stuff. A lot of people have their versions of this. Um, so all this is useful as men. We do want to learn how to interface with women successfully. However, this is to be put on top of the precursor um, the, the precursor behavior of constantly working on ourselves as men. As men, we want to be working on ourselves every day, minding our business, getting our money, pursuing our purpose, leveling up mind, body, spirit. This is, this is really where the meat and potatoes of success with women comes from. I don't, I don't care how good you are at wordplay. And this is hard to say if your body isn't on point, there's going to be a lot of women who aren't going to be interested. If you got a beard gut, there's going to be a lot of women who are not interested in you. You know, if you got a weird beard, you know, it, it, women's not going yeah. to be interested in you. If you, if you've got some, if you've got like, if you're really great at wordplay, but you act like a beta, you act like a simp. It's not, you know, if you have no masculine frame, it's going to turn women off. doesn't matter how mm. charming you are, how good you are at push pull. It's not going to matter. And like, like I said earlier, you can't, you know, women aren't uh you you can't negotiate desire T mm. trying to talk to a woman isn't like negotiating with a car salesman it's like you're not going to get them to to cave on their on their standards or the price it, it's set women are in abundance this is just the mm. truth of it women are in abundance they don't have to settle i mean they they may be settled to a certain point but even if she's not above average i mean even if she's like very mid middle of the line attractiveness. She has 200 guys in her DMs. Like she's, oh, yeah. she doesn't Minimum. have to, she's not afraid she's going to be alone and then just going to choose you just because, you know, women are in abundance all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, as men, how do we combat this? Well, we rise above the din by working on ourselves and becoming excellent because there is a shortage of men who are chasing excellence and striving to be alpha mentality men, men who are minding their business, getting their money, pursuing their purpose. Men who take that seriously are actually kind of rare. They're pretty rare. So this is how 
this is how we do the bulk of the work to become attractive. And, and to be honest, it's more, that means more than any push pull techniques, any dating techniques. Like I would rather see a man do those things and cultivating masculine frame. That's going to give him way more odds for success, but mm. dating tips, tactics, a great supplement, great thing to learn to help the kind of bridge the gap. Yeah. And another thing I just always want to say is, um, and I've been getting this question a lot. Don't, you don't have to wait till you're super high value to start trying to, to succeed with women because you just start where you are and you do what you can. You get your experience, you get your rejections, whatever. As men, we've got to, we've got to learn to, as I kind of been saying lately, we have to learn to wear rejection, like a fancy hat. It's just something that it's just something that happens. Something we got to get used to. Yeah, something we got to get used to. And I'm still trying to get used to it. You know, well, it hurts us. It hurts in the soul a little bit to be rejected by a woman. Because it's like she's rejecting not just you, but everything about you. You know, you know. But uh, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. It's just part of being a man, I think. And I think uh, maybe if I could, if we could learn to. to become more unaffected by it, it'll make us uh, tougher. 100%. And more attractive, actually, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Nothing will make a woman second guess her rejection of you, like you taking it like a champ and be like, hey, it's all good. Like it's all good. High five. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, get it, girl. Like, I just, I was just interested, but it's all good. You know, um, mm-hmm. nothing will make a woman second guess it. Not that that's the goal, because uh, it's not the goal, but that does help the, it does help to think of it like that. Cause as men and you're right, holding this exactly true. When a girl rejects us, it's not just like, Oh, she's just rejecting you, blah, blah. It's like, she's basically saying, I don't think your genetic line deserves to be furthered. I think Pretty it much. should stop with you. I'm not yeah. going to carry your child. You're not mm-hmm. high enough value. And that, that hurts a little bit. And, <laughs> and it's it sting. The sting is not as bad from really hot girls because you almost expect them not to. At least I do. The sting is worse from girls who are like at least a level or two below you. And it's like, damn, fuck for yeah. me. No, 100 percent. But it's also true that everyone deals with rejection. I, I often say I think I've been rejected so much, like so much. Um, and but I'm pretty successful. Like I have a very happy dating life, but I still get rejected like back. And just one of my experiences before I got with my girlfriend, I was actually seeing her at the time, but we were not in a committed relationship, but I hit on this girl. I saw at the gas station um, (laughs) one time. And um, I just remember so vividly, this was like the last time in more recent memory where a girl rejected me hard. Like, like I, I like just kind of, you know, I forget even what I said. I just said hi or something. And she just like looked at me with this look of pure disgust. Yeah. Just yeah. like looked me up and down and then like turned and like stormed away. Oh, like, man. And it's like, oof, rough, like rough. But it is what it is. No one's yeah. immune. Yeah. No one's immune. And sometimes you're just not their cup of tea. She may not. She may not have been into guys with beards. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to be it for this one. Holden, thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, yeah, go with grace. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com 
Catch you on the flip side.